are now listening to the NYYST Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 197 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo. And it's Stat Guy Rye. What up? You're too fucking chipper, Ryan. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <sighs> fucking chipper, dude. I'm Everyone. not chipper, Jones. You should just stick your hand in a wood chipper. Everyone can I fuck would. themselves at this point. The meant the Yankees are playing tonight. I'd stick my hand in a fucking wood chipper. I'm drinking Monster Energy because it's just sugar and caffeine because I want to die during this episode today. Yeah, mm. I ate so much food last night. Uh, not feeling good today. Just trying to get through this weekend in one piece. You got the, you got the Tyler Wades? Uh, yeah, I got the T Wades. So. I, I drank and coffee. I drank coffee's not going to help, but who cares? I want to feel, feel miserable. I drank a lot of Jack Daniels last night. I just thought it was part of the grieving process. Mm-hmm. I'm just, just straight up, Jack, or you mixing no, I gotta, it? Or? I got I got to mix it. I'm just fucking disgusted at this point. I didn't even bother giving Chris a rundown of the fucking show today because I don't feel like this show needs any structure no. today. I don't feel like that there should be any topics that we have to hit. Yeah. I just think that, unfortunately, now this is the fourth fucking season we got to do our Yankee fan therapy uh, episode following another Look, I don't want to say 2017 was a bitter disappointment because they really came out of nowhere. They took it to the Game 7 of the ALCS. But the last three years have just ended in bitter disappointment. And for anybody that uh, wanted to say that this wasn't a real season, uh, tell me how you feel after they lost Friday night. Yeah. Did it not really feel like a real season to you? No. I mean, it felt it felt like a real fucking season to me that now uh, we got to wait until February to see a, a New York Yankee do anything baseball related. I think that it didn't it didn't hurt as bad. Not 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 the actual sense of them losing. I just meant and I said this from the beginning that watching 162 games over however many months, what what is it? 6 months. And then them losing, there's just an extra layer to the to the hurt where that layer wasn't there. But the actual layer of them not fucking winning again was there in full force. Um, it, it hurt just as bad in that sense where. Yeah, I, it just sorry, it was. Chris. No, it's just it was. It's a disgrace. I mean, I'm disgusted. I, I agree, though. That it wasn't that same connection because they played a hundred less games than they normally would. the The connection that I felt familiar with was the fact that we lost to a division rival, so that made it feel worse that they lost, especially with the history that they have with the Tampa Bay Rays. There's really no other team, I guess, besides Houston that they have so much his, recent history with, and the guy they have the recent history with had to be the guy to to do it to to hit the you know, put that dagger in them. So uh, I guess that in that sense, it felt real. It felt the pain was there. It, that same feeling that I've felt the last three years is right, right back, which I, you know what, looking back on that though, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I still felt that though, because I wasn't sure if it, if I was going to react that way, you know, win or lose, but it, that same fucking feeling came right back when that uh, line drive out was caught to, to end the, the Yankee season. I understand what both of you are saying about the um, 
not playing 162. So there's kind of a maybe a little bit of a detachment. But for me, it was because they didn't play 162, because we had to wait until the end of mm. July. It's just think about something that you're waiting for and anticipating and hoping that it happens. And then right before you're waiting for it to happen, mm. you don't, they take it from you for three months. And then you don't know that if it's going to come back. And then it finally does. And then you're just like, this is it. This, you know, this is what I've been waiting for. I'll take, you know, you try to rationalize with yourself. I'll take 60 if it means that I get baseball. Cause because now we're here. What was opening day? The 23rd this year of July. I mean, that was that opening day should have been like March 28th or something like that. So you're, you just, yeah. it's just the anticipation just built even further. The only thing that did kind of take away some of the sting was that it happened at fucking Petco Park and not at Yankee Stadium or not at the Trop. It's just like, it was just a surreal vibe that they got knocked out at the home of the fucking Padres and they weren't even playing the Padres. I mean, that, if anything, took away a little bit of the sting because, God, if they would have fucking ended their season at that fucking dumpster, I might have, I might have crawled into one. Like, yeah, it's the only thing that kind of took away from some of the sting is that it was Petco Park and not they lost again at home or they lost again at Tam in Tampa. It was fucking Petco Park, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just exhausted. It's still. The cops are patrolling my neighborhood, so if I got if I disappear, pop pop, pop pop. So uh, I'm just exhausted, man. Like this season, it did take the same type of toll on me emotionally that uh, 162 did because the the way this team performed, it was just like if they would have just ran rough shot and did what the Rays did and win 40 games in the regular season, it would have been okay. There's no stress involved in 60 games. So, you know, you're really not building up any stress until you hit October, but we've seen how they struggled and how streaky they were this year. And you really were sitting when they were up in Buffalo playing against the, the Jays thinking when they were, tw- were they 21 and 21 thinking that this team might not make the postseason this year. Yeah. I mean, it really took a 10 game winning streak after that to get them into the postseason. And then they turned around and they won what two out of the last eight yeah. where they really look, they took care of business in Cleveland, right? So where they, where they seated, did it really hurt them? I don't know because they won their opening round, but it took them out of playing at Yankee Stadium in that first round and avoiding the Rays until which would have been the ALCS. You know, and in a seven-game series, mm-hmm. would things be different? Who's to say? But we don't know. We, we don't know. And who's to say? And I know it's a neutral site, but who's to say things are not different if the Yankees are the home team in that series and getting the last at-bat? It's, it's just the way that they've performed in a regular season that – you know, you were hoping that they could turn up, turn the switch on. And they did the same thing in the postseason that they did in the regular season. They won three in a row. They came out looking like the best team in Major League Baseball, that they no one was going to beat them, that they beat uh, Bieber, Carrasco, and Snell, three elite pitchers. And then what happened? We'll get into game two because that's really one of the few things I really want to break down from the series. I don't want to really spend a lot of time on the series because they, they lost they lost mm-hmm. in this series. This episode is more about leaving our fucking guts as fans on the table and just purging it. And then next week we can get on to what this means and where we're going from here. But this is just about just dumping your guts on the table today. Um, 
And then what? And then you know? And then what happened? They lost three of the last four games of the year. This is the same shit they did every all fucking season long. Streaky, streaky, streaky. That's what this team was this year. Well, I think I'm glad you brought that up because I think there's different layers to this fucking onion that we have to peel back here. And the first layer is the fact that I almost can't live with knowing that this team just wasn't any good. Like, when was this team... When, at what point could you look back and just overall say, this was a really good team that fell short? You can't. six? No, even at that, though, they proved they weren't that team, right? They came out and they lost 10 in a row. Or yeah, eight you, in a at, row, at, whatever. At given, are you saying overall? Overall, season, I'm saying or, overall. Or at given points. I'm saying at given overall. Points, they did look like the best team in Major I'm League Baseball. I'm saying overall, though. I'm saying. Oh, of course not. They're home right now. So they no, 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 no. I'm saying in the in the regular season, when you look at what happened in the postseason, you're almost like, yeah, this was expected. I mean, the Yankees never proved to be a championship caliber team. They look at their look at the big picture of the 60 games they played. Not at the at the conclusion of those 60 games, you would actually sit there and say it would be it would be more of uh uh it would be more unexpected for them to win the World Series than we had thought. Even with the injuries, you would think coming into the postseason, this team was going to be hands down the team to do it. And not and not one person in this world can look at their regular season and say, Yeah, this was a championship caliber team. No, they were they sucked. They were fucking disappointing. They were disappointing from day one until now. Well, I mean, you know, look, their first 23 games, uh, there are 22 games, you know, they they did look like a team. But, yeah, overall, I think it was a group of good performances. I think there were some great performances in there. But as far as being a team and, and complementing one another, they're really out, outside of those first 22 games, man. They're like, when when was it like one guy did something and then it's like, then the next guy comes up and feeds off of that energy? It was just, it was, it was, it was more individual. Yes, it was very individualized performance. The way they ran through Toronto when they were on that 10 game winning streak, did you ever, I mean, did you ever see anything like that in your life before? Mm-mm. But it was it just came down to streaks. It came down yeah. to streaks. Yeah. This team was never consistent throughout the entire course of this season, whether it be the sixty game regular season or uh, the the postseason. Because they showed you again okay. postseason how, how I, streaky they I were. I think that analysis of this team is is completely accurate. But I also think it's the only the only uh, narrative that's being pushed. I I want to know why. I want to know why. I want to know why this team is nonstop streaky. And who's to blame? Everyone wants to fucking blame home run hitters, right? Everyone wants to sit there and say, you can't construct a lineup like this, right? Where was DJ LeMayu the last game? Was, is he a home run hitter? I mean, I mean, it, are we really going to blame DJ LeMayu? No, for no, that's what I'm saying. Everyone is just so quick, right? Because we just want to take the easiest thing we could fucking say. We want to take the easiest thing, right? The easiest fucking thing that everyone can say is that Cashman ch- constructed a, 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 an awful lineup that all they want to do is hit home runs, right? That's all, that's all anyone can fucking say because... Can I just interrupt you for one quick second? What? Because 
As far as I know, I think at the rate, and this might be back to Thursday, at the rate that I saw, I think the teams are winning at a 90% clip when they out-homer the other team in right. the postseason. Uh, right. So, so at what point, and look, you said it yourself, we are going to break down game two. And in game two, those are things that we can start looking at a managerial level, whether it be Cashman or Boone. That's fine. But when are we going to start holding players accountable and saying that if they perform to their best ability, which is what they did for the first three games of this postseason, this team is the best in baseball. So you can't sit there and say that this team is the best in baseball and then also tell me that when they don't perform, it's not their fault, that it's the that it's the GM's fault. Because where was the, is DJ LeMayu a home run hitter? Where was he in game in game five? If this is about being home run hitters and not producing and being streaky, then why was DJ LeMayu streaky? He's not a home run hitter. They he just didn't show at the up. the worst possible time. But what my point is, they just didn't show up. They never show up. That is not on the GM. Maybe it's on the manager. I don't know. So if you're putting blame on DJ LeMayu for not showing up in the last three games, are we letting him go somewhere else? In no, 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 never, never. He exemplifies a New York Yankee. But that, but I understand your point. I really do. That DJ LeMayu is not a home run hitter. He's your one real contact guy. And in the he lineup. also in wasn't the, there in the last three games of this series. He did. He didn't do anything. He yes. didn't. We have to be fair about it. But again, he's a guy that's carried this fucking team for two years. Listen, I can't get on him for not performing at a I'm high not level getting for three on him. games. I'm not getting on him one bit. I'm just using him as an example to prove my point that everyone wants to blame the construction of this lineup and that this fails, that this does not win championships. My point is, if DJ LeMay is your best hitter and he doesn't show up for three games and he's not a home run hitter, maybe it's not the home run hitter, right? Maybe it's not the lineup that's being constructed. Maybe it's something else. I'm sick of the narrative that that this type of lineup doesn't win. You want to know fucking why? Because it does win. They beat the three best pitchers in Major League Baseball. It does and win. They had Glass now on the, they really did a good job against Glass now. I don't care what what TBS had to say about his performance. He gave him four fucking runs in five Bro. innings. I don't care if he if he made all if all the outs were on strikeouts. That's not a good performance, Bro. especially in the postseason. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What was what was Tanaka's line? The next night, because he certainly wasn't good. I don't know off the top of my head. He stunk. Okay, okay. Let me let me just pull it up real quick, okay? Because I believe they both went the same amount of oh, innings. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I believe they both went the same. What did he pitch, Thursday? Tonight no, Wednesday. He pitched in game three, so that would have been Wednesday. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I will say though, Tyler Glass now's game five performance that took a lot of a uh, lot of guts. Okay, but, but oh, I have I a lot of respect for what Glass now did in game five. No, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't, but that, but I completely agree. He, here, I got to knock it here. Yeah, like five courage, five yeah. earned runs and four innings pitch. How many how many innings did uh, Glass now pitch? Uh, in game two, Glass now pitched uh, five innings. In five, yeah, no, four plus. I think I think he got four. Pulled. I, wait. I think no, he he got into the six. He pitched five innings. Oh, okay. right, runs. right. But so, you know, I mean, they're saying he was dominant. He, they said he was brilliant. They literally said he was brilliant, and that Tanaka sucked. I mean, we're talking about one run in one inning at this point. And, and I'm not. Yeah, look, I'm not saying. Yeah, that, look, when you're a major league pitcher in the postseason, 
The difference there is that Glass now left with a lead and Tanaka didn't. And at the end of the day, that's all it takes to be effective. And I'm not saying Glass now wasn't good. And I'm not saying that his shit wasn't much better than Tanaka's. All I'm saying is, let's not give the guy that much praise. He left the game with a 7-plus ERA at that point. You know what's kind of... You want me to throw yeah, it in yeah, there? No, go, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place, though, so it's not like it's, a, it's not even a bad what the show's going to be. So if anybody's listening right, well, to the show for structure and in a rundown like we usually bro. do, you're listening to the wrong fucking show. I'm just today. thinking yeah. about, like, uh, fucking the one guy, too, that if you, had a, if you had a guess or just if you wanted to write down a player who you'd count on the most to come through and you didn't have to worry about that player was Masahiro Tanaka and he just wasn't that number two in this in this series you know far from winning I'm gonna we'll talk about this again later in the show but I got the next three weeks of shows lined up already uh Joe Rivera's coming back next week he wrote a a really good column on the sporting news so go check that out uh follow him at Joe Rivera SN um about where the Yankees are headed in the postseason so we're gonna spend next week breaking that down with Joe uh, and then the following two weeks are going to be our keep them dump them segments. I'm going to break down uh, the roster. Wow. I'm going to come up with 20 names. We're not going to do everybody, but I'm going to come up with 20 names, which will include Cashman and Boone, because it's fair that we have to talk about whether or not those two should be back in 2021. Um, and we'll do 10 names week one, and we'll do 10 names week two. And then that, that'll be our next three weeks of shows. Do you and remember gonna- doing keep them dump them last year? And we said how this year was going to be like a real good keep them dump them i'm pretty pumped for the keep them dumps yeah i just um, want to dump everyone except for fucking yeah, dj right now right now yeah it's cole and then i'm taking a dump like and, fucking uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I think, just go I think we I really need to because before the postseason started i didn't think anybody was gonna argue at least at in this show was going to argue whether or not we wanted Masahiro Tanaka back in 2021. Now, I mean, the one thing we always hung our hat on was playoff Tanaka and he was non-existent this year. Non-existent. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to miss the fuck out of him, dude. He's now there's reports coming out of, I'm sorry, Chris. Now there's reports coming out of Japan that his former team, the Rakuten Eagles are going to offer him $25 million a year to pitch, which which quadruples the which highest I mean, paid yeah, player in Japan, right now. the highest paid player Plus, making six million dollars a year. So, I believe his wife is a pop star too out there too. So, yeah, she's like a huge K-pop. Star. Oh, she's yeah, a fucking K-pop. She's K-poppers. Well, I didn't know no, that. she's just. Oh yeah, she's just yeah maybe. But We're talking like Britney Japanese Spears level. Oh yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I'm not trying to. Do this, I don't know. If no, no, I this agree. isn't no, Korean. But, yeah, she's, a, she's not Korean. She's, she's a K-pop, K-pop star. Japanese. Um, and but, I don't know. If, if you know. That, go ahead. Okay. She, but she's big. She's like she's big. No, like, she's, she, like, I'm, she's like she's like she's over there. Yeah, she, oh, really? Maybe yet. For family reasons, you know that that might make sense. And then for Tanaka, I mean, you're not gonna. You're not making that Dude. in America right now. No, absolutely Dude. not. I mean, that's a, just a crazy amount. Yeah, I'd go. Look, but listen, maybe man. They, I maybe mean, they need me over there, Sakai. <laughs> they need Sakai. <laughs> uh, you know, Tanaka is going to leave this team as as one of my favorite players, really, in, in the last decade. I mean, Same here. <laughs> you got to love. This is a guy who doesn't speak any English. 
No, he speaks English. I, come on, dude. Shut the fuck up. Okay. He speaks English. He doesn't, he doesn't tweet in English. E- he doesn't do interviews in English, Christian. He says like a few fucking words in English to his teammates. I'm saying me. I mean that. Okay. I, I'm yeah, saying no, me. You know, I right, haven't that makes heard sense him. Then. Yes. I, I haven't heard but, him speak English. Yes. Yeah. So the I public guy, he doesn't right. speak English. But, I haven't yeah, connected in- with him through. Th- there's been a language barrier in our, in our connection as fans, which is fine. Okay. I'm just saying that. This is a guy who, to me, has never. I've never heard him speak and, and truly understood what he was trying to convey. But haven't you been on WFM when he's like, "This is Masahiro Tanaka." You're yes, yes, to yes. I have, and I love it. And I just got to say that for a guy to have such a language barrier with people, but still, still connect in a way of personality. We all know Masahiro Tanaka's personality. He's a freaking goofball who knows how to take shit seriously and is never satisfied. Damn, I man. know that. I know that through Masahiro Tanaka. And that takes a lot to do that with a language barrier there. And I'm going to fucking miss this guy, but I'm sorry. He brings zero value to the New York Yankees anymore because the one thing he brought over the last few years that was unlike anything else that made him invaluable was, was no longer there this year. This is, I mean, I can't disagree with that. And we can get Masahiro Tanaka will absolutely be one of the 20 players on the Keep Him Dump Him segment. So we'll break that down a lot further when we get to him in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm, we'll just leave that there. Uh, really, I mean, if what do you, do you really want to get into game two right now? Is that what we should just get out of the yeah, way? Yeah, man. Look, it, I mean, it's the, it's the biggest turning point in, in postseason. Uh, play for the Yankees that I can honestly remember. I, I mean, I, I've never seen or even thought up anything so fucking asinine in my entire life. No, the word is fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah stupid Christian, and asinine. You, you have pretty, a good you have a good memory with this. Do you have anything that you could think of off the top of your head that where they pulled uh, this reminds you of that biggest this. this Something this astronomically stupid in the postseason? No, I yes. cannot think of anything yeah. off the top of my head other than maybe starting fucking Jared Wright in an elimination game uh, right, so back in go. 2006 or something like that. I, I knew you'd have something good for me. But this is – this is Jared Wright was one of their four starters. So, I mean, like, yeah, I guess I can, I can deal with that. But, no, this was absolutely hands down, no defending it. I don't care who, do, who you are. Chris always busts my balls. I'm the Yankee apologist. I never will take a shot at anybody, blah, 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 blah. There's no defending this. This is this is on a level of stupidity that I I don't think I can fathom. I can, really can't fathom it from somebody as smart as Brian Cashman and his fucking nerds that they came up with this shit. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, it's just... Look, do you th- before, you say, before you say anything else, I want to ask you a question because I think it really it sets the tone for anything else we're going to say. Do you feel, regardless of who came up with this, okay, whether it be Cashman, Boone, whoever, do you feel that this was stupid enough on a certain level that this person should lose their job? I mean, regardless of who it is, unless it was Hal Steinbrenner himself, do you think that this person deserves to lose? I'm not saying they're going to lose their job. I'm not asking you to analyze whether they will lose their job. I'm saying to you, is this a fireable offense? Whoever came if up I'm, with this idea. If I'm Hal, if I'm Hal, man, I got to really think about it. You got to really think about it, right? Like you got to sit there and be like, who the fuck? And then like Boone and Cashman could be at a table together, like with their heads down 
and it's got to be Hal Steinbrenner. Like, I don't know which one of you motherfuckers came up with this idea, uh, but I need to know. <laughs> I need to know yeah. who the fuck came up with this idea because uh-huh. guess what? Whoever did can pack yeah. their bags and get the hell out of uh-huh. here. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to take full responsibility here. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, it, it might not have been my decision personally, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of guys here that we employ that have uh, certain numbers and by the books. And, uh, you know, it looked like there that uh, maybe uh, Jay Hap uh, by the books and uh, the numbers and the books and the, and then Dave, Davey, you know, the lack of experience. Just fucking come on, man. You can't have Jay Hap virtually become your game two starter, Brian Cashman. Come on, dude. I mean, I would have absolutely no problem. I mean, Jay Hap fucking sucks. Come I on. really, he sucks. I, he sucks. He fucking sucks. When we had Dan Federico on previewing the postseason, I used this analogy and it fucking came true again. Ding, ding, ding. You know, I got into a fight with somebody over uh, taking bows about being right about negativity. Uh, and I'm going to fucking contradict myself here, but hey, you know what? It's, it's Jay Hap. So I'm going to. F- what it depends on what Jake? the negative neg- negativity is. And how about is? negativity? Well, speak J- negativity. The, the fucking hap being a douchebag to Luke Voigt on that one oh, play no. too in that game. I oh, missed this. We're gonna, we're gonna I missed this. That. We're gonna get into fucking J Hap. J Hap's gonna feel the wrath on that this. Piss me off. I missed this. And what did I say? I said Hap is your cheating girlfriend. He's your cheating girlfriend that you look at it and you're he breaks you fucking breaks your heart all the time and then you say. No, this is the time. This is the one. He's this different. Is now. He's different this time. She's different this time. And you go on a streak of maybe a month. The month There's no more long where, balls. Where, where you're just like, oh, things are good. All that's behind us. And then you turn around. You turn your back for one minute. And she's, and she's out at a fucking she, bar till 3 in the morning. She's sucking some dude behind yeah. the fucking 7-Eleven. And you yeah. want to talk about blowing. Jay fucking Hap blew. You fucking suck. Two. You suck. You're a piece he of fucking, garbage. Really? And 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 then he's got to act like a fucking asshole in the post game where I think Meredith asked him, hey, do you think uh, you were put in a position to win? That's not a question for me to answer. Yeah. First of all, it is, you idiot. And, yeah, number no, it two, is. and number two, you just fucking did this in the ALCS last year where you actually pitched pretty well. So don't be a fucking asshole now. Yeah. You fucking suck. You suck. That's all it comes down to. You're garbage. And I saw somebody tweet that this was Brian Cashman's worst move as Yankee GM. I would rank him maybe in the top five. Wait, what? The move what? To get him on the team. Not, in, not No, to make it the wasn't. Start. Shut the fuck up, whoever said that. Honestly. I, honestly, I, I will fight that as much as I hate Jay Happ. You t- you, if you don't have him on this team a couple years ago, a couple seasons ago, uh, you're not, I mean, you're probably not as taken as seriously as they were. Uh, in 2018, making a trade for him, I think we can maybe make an argument that, I don't know if we can make an argument because they still, they won a hundred games, but do they get to a hundred without Jay Happen? No way. No way. The guy was, the guy was great for them and they needed him. But re-signing him to a $34 million contract? But, but, but guys, we're taking it out of context. If, if Jay, first of all, first of all, Jay Happ is supposed to be your fifth starter. What was his ERA this year? 
in the threes? No, it was in the threes. It was like three something. Okay. We're taking it out of context now because his ERA was in the threes. He's supposed to be our fifth starter. I understand we all hate Jay Happ. I'm not telling you not to. I fucking hate his guts and I think he sucks. Why? Because he didn't show up to the big game. But regardless of that, to be my fifth starter, to sign him to what they did, to be my fifth starter and have Garrett Cole on this team that's supposed to be followed by Luis Severino and James Paxton at this point and instead is followed by nothing is not the GM's I mean, fault. I, I, you know, Chris, I, you're making a few points today that I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not on board at the beginning. And then you say something it's, I mean, that makes total sense. That's you got what it. I do. And Severino not being there. But isn't it again, Cashman's fault? That Severino is standing isn't. behind. Severino is standing behind fucking Garrett Cole. They, okay, go Herman too. Okay. Oh, they knew. They fucking knew. They knew there was something wrong with Severino in the ALCS last year. Okay. They so knew it. They we knew get, it. Chris. We gotta kind of break this down too. In a in in a sense of okay. So I should have said you can't blame Brian Cashman for Jay for signing Jay Hap because at the time he signed Jay Hap, he's not supposed to be this guy who's supposed to come in and save your fucking season. Chris, how many times in the last three years have we said, well, if CC's not or if CC's fine, if he's know. not if he's our fifth starter, and then he's your number. I two. know, I know. Jay Hap is fine. I if he's if he's our fifth starter, but then taking, he turns out to not be our fifth starter. You're taking a point that's supposed to be here, and now we're exploding it when <laughs> I'm getting there. Don't worry. Okay. okay. My point uh-huh. is my now now we have to break this down from a different level. So let's not break this down from Brian Cashman's a piece of shit for signing Jay Happ. When he signed Jay Happ, I don't think it was a bad deal. And if you look at Jay Happ's numbers as a fifth starter, you'd sign him every fucking year of his life if he's gonna give you that as a fifth starter. Now, you want to talk about the incompetence of Brian Cashman to provide depth for a team that can't stay healthy. Now we can have a different conversation because I'm sick of the narrative. I'm sick of the excuse that they didn't know they weren't going to have days off in the postseason. And if they did know that before the trade deadline, the Yankees would have gotten someone. I'm sorry. At this point, you knew Adam Adovino sucked a dick, right? At this point, you knew that Luis Severino was hurt. At this point, you knew that James Paxton wasn't coming back. Make a move. There's no excuse. At this point, you knew Tommy Canley was hurt. I mean, at this point, you have to make a move here. And I'm not saying Cashman didn't try, but give me something. There ha- Every year, you can't just say there's no move. Give me something. Give me something at that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just, again, I don't know what was on the table for him. He said that three teams walked away from deals at the last minute. It was anybody going to be a game changer? Probably not. I mean, Mike Clevenger got traded, and he subsequently got hurt in San Diego. So, I mean, would that have happened in New York? And he would have traded all those prospects away? I mean, I don't know, man. And, and we know that Cleveland really not in a would have never been in a hurry to fucking help the Yankees, especially since they played them in the postseason. So, I mean, what really was out there that would really change this team's fate? And listen, um, at the end of the day, I don't think any of that really changes the team's fate. But I think that people have to start being held accountable for everything as a, as a big picture. At the end of the day, when we're talking about changing the team's fate, in this instance, if you're not going to just directly say the team stops showing up, then you have to look at game two all day, every day, because that changed the tone of this series. Whether they won or lost that game, it had nothing to do with it. 
It was about the tone of the series at that point. The tone right, the Yankees were setting. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. Yankees lose game two, but they went traditionally. Hap goes four innings, gives up 10 runs, they get bombed. They you win the series. Differently. You, they, think they, you think that it all comes down to the fact that they got too fucking cute for their own good. One. That they, show, they really showed that they were in the Tampa Rays. Percent. 100%. That was it. That was it. You are the New York fucking Yankees, right? Which I don't even, I can't even say anymore. I can't even say it anymore. Who cares that you're the New York Yankees? You're a fucking joke. Yeah. You're a joke. Okay. But you're the, at this point, you're the New York Yankees. Not only are you the New York Yankees, but you've won in dominant fashion for three fucking games in a row. Three in a row. And you come out looking scared with a fucking stupid move. Oh, hold on. Maybe he's going to flip his lineup over because Big Bad Jay Happ is coming into the game. What? If I'm Kevin Cash, I'm literally sitting there going, you know did what? Did you see? Did you this see is Cash a fucking in-game in interview? Did you see Cash's in-game interview? What did he just? Did it? he just laugh the whole time? Did he just he sit had, there from six fucking feet away and laugh? Is that he what he did? To. He wanted to so Dude. bad. Dude. When Warren Shahadi asked him, like, "What did you think about Jay Happy?" Okay. Like, <laughs> Listen, he couldn't even talk. It was, like the one, it was like the one time in his life where he wasn't being an asshole, but he wanted Dude, to be so bad. If you had Davey like, Garcia come out for an inning, right? And I then, don't think that. Hold on. I don't and think, then, and I then don't, you ahead, just fucking pull him and you see uh, fucking, you see Boone scurrying in the dugout. And then all of a sudden the, the outfield doors open and fucking Randy Johnson in his prime comes out and he's like fucking just slow walking to the mound. Then if you're the Rays, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is Randy Johnson in his prime walking to the mound, sweating already, and he's going to fucking destroy us. No, you're looking at fucking, uh, honestly, uh, uh, fucking Jay Happ? Are you out of your fucking mind? I think that that's is- the, that to me is the worst part of this move is that it was done to get Jay Happ into the game. Tell me that you were doing it to get Jordan Montgomery into the game. I'm more okay with it. <laughs> like we're anxious. I'm more okay with it. Would you be more I'll be honest though, would you be more okay? Not that it's still a good move. It at still the time, fucking sucks. At the time, no. At, at I'll be honest, at the time, I was so fucking pissed. I didn't care who was coming in that they were pulling Davy Garcia. I thought it was so wrong to do regardless of the one run he gave up and I was a little nervous from that. It was his game to lose for me. I thought that he was the best option at that point. No, I think so too. I don't think there's any question that he would have been the best option. I would have rather gotten bombed with Davey Garcia on the mound and lost that game 12 to 1. Yeah, what absolutely. Happened. Absolutely. And then you know what? You chalk it up to look, the kid didn't have it. He's still he was young. 21 years old. It was his first postseason start. Whatever, dude. <laughs> we, we, we fucking play. First of all, I'll tell you this. Oh, man. I'm, I was. The way they set the series up was fucked from jump for me, because they wanted to, because they wanted to uh, pitch Tanaka in game two, regardless of the outcome of what happened in game three and the way Tanaka pitched. Who's your second best starter on this team? Yeah, hey, Tanaka. listen, I, I don't know what is it, I don't know what road Tanaka? you're going down right here, yes. but you you fucking supported the game three. You supported it. Oh. I, I saved the text. I'll fucking what? I'll send them out. I'll publish them on Twitter. You no, fucking, no. You, asked you supported me, you asked me, it every no, no, no. fucking step of the way. You did. You asked, you did. Me, you asked me why 
they would start to knock in game three. And I gave you the reasons why they would start to knock in game three. I never said I was on fucking board with it. I just gave you the reasons. Sometimes I want what you're feeling. I don't care. I know the fucking reasonings. We talk about this all the time. Then don't ask me what the don't ask me what the reasons are. When I say why when I say why would they do this, I mean like why are they this fucking dumb? That's what I mean. Like, why do they think that these reasonings are better than just having your second best pitcher out there? Which, you know what? You sent those reasonings, and I there wasn't much to argue. I mean, if if people do their jobs, and you right. can honestly say, like, if Playoff Tanaka is going to show it. up, it did justify it. But at the same time, you're sitting there, and, and the Yankees, it's not like the Yankees at this point were on this, like, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. It was like fucking win, 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 win. Ah, let's do this fucking Garcia Hap deal, and then let's try and win again. I mean, right, come what- on, dude. <laughs> What bothers you too is that they were on such a roll, and usually, you know, I'm. I guess I'm okay with getting cute in the playoffs, but you, you really only do that when you're struggling. That's what and I'm you, saying. To find your identity, but they had their identity. They were the Bronx Bombers. They were pitching well. This. Right. You didn't have right. to do this. If Stick you got to into formula. a game three or game four situation where you didn't have a fucking starter and you had to do this, fine. I can. Right. I Even if it was game, it. If, if it was the next round, but no, not here. But you had no, to knock no him ready to fucking go. And Boone's reasoning for why they did this was fucking dumb, too, because he said, well, we had to split up Cole and, and Tanaka because we felt that they were the two guys I didn't that were going to give us length. I didn't mind you this. You didn't mind it, but Chris... They fucking, they have such a quick hook with Tanaka. He wasn't going deeper than six innings. You would have been in the fucking bullpen anyway. It was a, a strategy move. No doubt about it, man. It was trying to out-cute the cutest team in baseball, and that's and the you, Tampa Bay Rays. They're three I'm steps sorry, ahead bro. always. What's the fucking object of the postseason? What's the object? To Just give me the fucking the simple To win. To win. <laughs> to have right to win. Who gives you to the win. best fucking opportunity to win the game to win the series? Starting Garrett fucking Cole and starting yeah. Masahiro Tanaka. Right. That's your best opportunity you to win the know? series. And the and the Yankees didn't even fucking give themselves the, the best opportunity to win the series before Listen, you even fucking started. Here's game level proof of the Yankees game two strategy being fucking asinine. And I'm gonna use that word over and over because it describes a lot of you also just saw. learned it, so you want to show it all. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so in game five, why was Boone going to guys like Britton and Chapman a little early? Because you wanna you wanna use those bullets before you can't, right? You wanna use those bullets, your best bullets, your strongest fucking caliber bullets, before it doesn't make sense anymore, before that game gets away from you. The same thing goes for a series for me. Why would you not use your best bullets as early as you possibly can? Why are you waiting to use those bullets? And it's just like, again, at this point, it wasn't like the Yankees were streaky. It wasn't like they went three games against Cleveland and just pulled it out. And then it's not like they lost game one to the Rays and now we're trying to get cute a little bit. It was win, win, win in dominant fashion. Dominant. And then you get cute. And then you run the risk of Masahiro Tanaka coming out and not being effective. And guess what the fuck happened? He ran out and he wasn't effective. And now it's set you up to, I mean, Jordan Montgomery, we don't have to break down, like you said, any of the series really, but Jordan Montgomery, I, I apologized already. 
I already oh, did. Yeah. yeah, you fucking do, Chris. No, I absolutely <laughs> do. I 100%. But I, in fairness to me, I said regardless of outcome, that would be my move because I don't like to make... I don't like to make judgments based off of outcome. I like to make judgments based off of going into it and what I would feel. So I said, regardless of outcome, and I and I and I put a tweet underneath my tweet that said, "I think Jordan Montgomery is more than capable of being effective." It's not about that for me. It was this kid deserved the ball in Davy Garcia. I pulled it from him, and he's my best option in an elimination game. But guess what? That part of it is what I was wrong about because Jordan Montgomery stepped up and he was fucking phenomenal. And the Yankees pulled it out, and you were like, holy shit. At this point, you're like, holy shit, maybe they do it. Can I say my most disappointing part of this series, I think, or my most disappointing move, was the use of one player. Don't say it. Sorry. Caught me. You caught me before I was ready to stop. Uh, yeah. I just, it, I'm not even, you can't even, uh, you can't sit here and say, Jonathan Luizaga sucks. He really blew it because wh- why, in what world did Jonathan Luizaga show that he was the guy for that? Was it just yeah. like put names in a hat and say, There's, all right, these guys are really very, the answer? if I have to get yeah, to what is, the boon, what do you pure, think the answer to that is? Pure stuff. He had the best stuff pure out stuff. of everybody in the pure yeah. stuff. Yeah. Who would have given you the best? opportunity out of the remaining guys that if you take away green Britain and, and Chapman out of the remaining guys in that bullpen, okay. who has the best stuff? Okay. Can I just say something? Hold on. Let me just say one more thing then. Then this is another season where this, another player that just popped in my head again, screws them by not being there. And that's Domingo Herman, because that would have been a perfect spot he would have been perfect for no, this. No, he would have been perfect to start. Again. He would have been perfect Look, to fucking I'll give start. You, I understand your point, but he fucking he was never a part of this team this year. The You're guy right. in no, that I, bullpen, I, I know, I know. The guy in that bullpen that fucked them more than anybody was Adam Adovino. You're that right. He turned into a big pile of shit, and that Aaron Boone could not You're fucking right. trust him to strike out paid uh, the fucking fat catcher from the Sandlot. Okay, he couldn't even trust him to get that guy out, and that's what and 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 I said You're this, right, bro. You think about it like this: What team out there in Major League Baseball, outside of maybe the Rays, can give you Green Chapman and Britain and trot that out to end the game? It's very. I mean, maybe outside yeah. of the Rays, maybe I can't think of anybody off the top no of my way. head, right? And they were still the short, top, in no. the, and they were still short in their bullpen. Excuse they were me. still short in their bullpen. I need to say something. You can look you, at Chris. you can you can break down the J Lo, the usage of J Lo in the series two ways. One is on a general manager level, where you can say exactly what Christian said and say he's got the best stuff after after Green. There is yeah. such a massive drop-off after green. It's disgusting. And when you're just looking at stuff at that point, it's it's Jonathan Lewisica. It's not even close. All right. All right. Now, I I could I could agree with that. So so that's stuff. But now what I said, let's get back to that, which was Daddy what did you show? What life. did you what did you show that you qualify for that? And the answer to that question, if there's a player to pick, would have been my boy. Luis Sessa, he should he earned that right these last okay. two years to be that guy here's, there, man. I'm telling here's you. Here's where I'm going to argue it, you a little bit. Between those two righties. Here's where I'm going to argue with you a little bit. 
Um, Go for it. Because now it's managed. Now it's the breakdown of the managerial level, not general managerial. Mm -hmm. Now we're just looking in game managerial level. And for me, you're right, Ryan, the concept of what have you given me? But for me, it's not Luis Sessa at that point. It's fucking Jonathan Holder, which I I never thought I'd say. But the dude was fucking filthy this year. You're right. I, I was saying more of that, like, yes, you know, you that, were comparing that, that, the two. Right, and, right, right. And right. I'm if just saying it seemed like they were going to a long reliever there or it, I don't know. I guess not. It, not if you had to, to look back. at it, I'm going to pull up. Jo- I'm pulling up Jonathan Holder's numbers real quick. Pull out the top three guys in the bullpen. Yeah, Holder. Um, I it, bet you Holder's pretty uh, frustrated with how he was used in this postseason because he yeah, was but really he also underused. did it to himself because he, he has sucked for the majority of his career. Right. But okay. Did they so, have anybody else? So to be I mean, fair, was jumped them. To be fair, I guess Holder did fall off more than I thought at the end of. Okay. Because his yeah. ERA was really low for a yeah. while, but yeah, his last two out of three starts in the regular season, he gave up uh, eight eight earned runs out of the twelve he gave up all year. So okay. eight of the twelve earned runs he had came in the last three games, but up until that point. Up until those last three appearances, Jonathan Holder had a 2.08 ERA. He ended the season with a 4.98. Okay. Look, I don't trust anybody in that bullpen, uh, really, outside of Green and Britain. I don't even trust Chapman anymore, which, again, he's another guy we're going to break down. Yeah, oh, yeah. When we do, oh, big time, when we dude. Do, when we uh, do keep him, dump him, we're definitely going to dive into a role as Chapman. Um, but uh, you take the top three guys out of the bullpen – I, I would have to say Holder's the guy I would feel, not that you feel comfortable is the wrong word because you don't, but he's the guy I would probably feel the most comfortable with out there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. to be fair to Ryan's point too, I think I'd even feel much more comfortable with Luis Sessa than I would Jonathan Loisica. And I'm not saying that Jonathan Loisica isn't going to be a good pitcher. No, he's not. I've seen enough. I know. You I know. Think, you think book. you're done now? You think he's done? Maybe not. Not yeah, you in know New York. Fuck, I, don't, I don't know if he has it for New York, no, but you, maybe a team in right. Pittsburgh. No, you're right. Uh, he, he, but all right. So in that be, context, let me just finish this point real quick. Bro. Go for it. He'll, to go me, he'll it. never be more than a middle relief guy that shows flashes of how great he could be because he's as good as his stuff is. I think he's afraid on the mound. And that manifests itself in the fact that he walks a lot of guys. He doesn't throw as many strikes as you would like out of a guy with his stuff. I think he's scared out there. And that I could be way off base, but that's what my eyes tell me. And I know that, um, you know, I'm old, so the eye test doesn't count in baseball anymore. I have to look at analytics. But you know what? Fuck you. My eyes tell me that I see a guy out there that doesn't trust his fucking stuff. And he's got 95 plus and a killer curveball, and he doesn't trust it. So he'll never be a great reliever, in my opinion. So that's just the way I feel about him. So if the Yankees want to put him in a package and send him fucking somewhere else next year, I'm not going to cry about it. I'll probably help him drive him to the airport. Yeah. I'll, I'll tag along for the ride if you need some company, but yeah, just you know, just my turn this fan on. Hold on a second. My last point with Loizaga, it's it's maybe not necessarily that exact instance, but it was just it seemed like in the pecking order of things. Not only was he ahead of Holder, but he was a, ahead of uh, Luis Sessa, and I just I don't think he really earned that right. Other than Christian's point of of it being simply he has the best stuff, but when you don't have the mindset and you you can't. Uh, you don't believe in your stuff, then what? What good is that for, stuff for me? 
I, I really, I've learned this about myself, in the, especially in the last like year or so. If you can justify your reasoning to a fair extent, like when I was so pissed when Tanaka wasn't pitching game two and then Christian sent his fucking Yankee apologist text to us. And I was like, you know what, dude, it, I'm still angry and I don't agree with it, but I, I get it. Like I get it. Okay. So I wasn't going to argue it. What bothers me most is when I just can't make sense of certain things that just have no justification behind them. And when I say that regarding Jonathan Lewisica, it's why is he in this game? And then to make it worse, it's why is he still in this game? Like that, that's where Boone really frustrated me in, in this postseason. And the guy does it every year now. I mean, I got to, I, I got to, you know, I, I still support Boone. I still like Boone. But I I see a different side of it now where I gave the guy a couple of years and it's like you're managing scared still. And again, I don't know where it comes from. I am I know that a lot of this, if not most of this, comes from up top. I get that, Christian. We fought about it on Twitter, the game two decisions. But when my manager is coming out there, and I'll pull the fucking audio for you if you need me to, for when we were talking about uh, I forget what it was. Oh, about Gary Sanchez and Cole pitching to him and them saying he's just saying that to blah, blah, blah. And us saying, well, he said it. This is evidence. This is the proof that he thinks Gary's a good catcher or works hard or whatnot. Well, the same thing has to be said with the game two decision. Our manager came out there, whether he's paid to do this or not. And he said it was left up to me and I could have left Garcia out there, but I didn't. I need to blame him for that until someone else comes out and says, no, it was me. Well, you know what? Brian Cashman did speak after game two and he fucking dropped all that shit right on fucking Aaron Boone's feet. So I okay. guess we have no other else to blame then. Then, then you know Aaron what? Boone. See ya. And you know how much I love Aaron Boone. Get the fuck out. See ya. I don't care if it was Aaron Judge who, who came up with that mm. game plan and they were like, hey, Judge. We're gonna uh, let we're gonna let you go with this one. What do you think we should do with Davy? And he was like, "Hey guys, honestly, let's get cute. Let's go Davy for one, and then fucking Hap coming in as a lefty. Ooh. It's Jay Hap, guys, a lefty. It's gonna the switch. Only the the only thing that keeps me from putting this a hundred percent at Boone's feet is how quickly they had Hap up warming up in the bullpen. He didn't even give. He didn't even watch." What Davy Garcia was doing, and he had Hap up in the uh, up already. So it didn't to me. It didn't matter what Garcia did. That was the plan that they came up with before the game started. That Hap was coming in in the second. I inning. agree with that. But what if it was Boone at that at that point at that level, just saying, "Look, I know I'm supposed to be looking at what Garcia is doing, but I really like this move regardless because it saves me Garcia." What if that's a, his thought process during the game, and and that's why. I don't think just the fact that he had this game plan lined up already makes it that it was already set in stone. I think it could still be on Aaron Boone in game to make that move and to have Hap up right away. And now let me tell you something. If that was truly Aaron Boone, he is not fit for this team. That was one of the most catastrophic decisions in the history of the Yankees postseason. I, Mind-boggling. Yeah, and, then, and then you could say, if if you want to even say that, then 
you know, is he the manager for this team if he's not making that move because it's such a bad move? And how do you have still maintain that respect in the locker room if you're letting if you're not the one making those those big impactful decisions? I would lose my respect for Aaron well, look, in, uh, in a lot of ways. I think As, the players know what players. the situation is. Now. Yeah, I think that players. at the end of the yeah, day, sure. the rational way to look at this is the way that we usually go into things and saying who's who else is out there that's going to be better. Right, because at this point, even if it was Aaron Boone, you know that mm-hmm. Cashman laid the fucking breadcrumbs out. That Damn. it was pretty much probably a fucking death threat. It was like, hey, Aaron, it's up to you. But, but if you don't go to J-Hap in the second hashtag inning. Hashtag Boone's fault. <laughs> see ya. Like, I know the, you uh, know, I know it led fan, to that. I know the fans want blood. And they but, deserve it, though. They deserve but, blood. But, but... Buck Showalter's not walking in the door. Right, right. That's Joe what Girardi's I'm saying. Not come, and now everybody... You know, I miss Joe! Guy, I miss Joe! <laughs> right? Who's... who? If, if Brian Cashman sits down this week, next week, whatever, and decides that he's got to move on from Aaron Boone, who's he bringing in? Exactly. I mean, It's exactly. got to be a guy named Joe, though, because that seems to be like the only one that could win a World Series for this team. So. That's true. Fine. Fine, go go find we some nondescript fucking bench coach or Why don't we just call Aaron Boone Joe? Why don't we just call Aaron Boone Joe? Fuck him. Fuck his name. Yeah, Joe Boone. Hey Joe. Joe Boone. Hey Joe. Who cares? You know about what? His I think name? I think with Boone this year, something did feel off, and I, and I think a part Absolutely. of it had to be the COVID restrictions of having you know face guards uh, covering the covering yeah. the mouth with the gator, not being able to interact with the umpire. Because what really made me at least uh, start to really like Aaron Boone was that Savages in the Box whole rampage he went on, and it, it showed his connection and 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 his passion for this team and and how much he wants to win. And there was just no room for that this year. Uh, to be able to do that, he. But Chris, you kept saying over and over again in that series, Aaron Boone needs to get tossed right now when the when the umpires were doing a terrible job, and he just he didn't he didn't take that you know next step to to sort of fire oh, this team I, up. And I get that, so in happy. the postseason, I don't know if you're. I'm go so happy like you just said that. No, I I, I no, I you are. You absolutely saying, fucking are, dude. Yeah, okay. When, you when you're fuel. making calls as bad as CB Buckner is, you're getting tossed from that fucking game. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. Let me fucking tell you something right now. That was an embarrassment. Embarrassment is actually an understatement to Major League Baseball. An embarrassment. I would be embarrassed if I'm C.B. Buckner. I would be embarrassed if I'm Rob, Rob Manfred. Why is C.B. Buckner umpiring that game? Why? Why is he behind the plate? I have no idea. Yeah, you do. I mean, come on. It's all bullshit at this point. I'm really fucking sick of it, and it's fucking incompetence. His incompetence cost this team a fucking game. No, C.B. Buckner was not behind the plate in game three. That was Mark Carlson. What game was was he behind? I believe he was in game two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Because Mark Carlson that was, was the so, umpire so, in game so, so hold on. Are you telling me that if uh, a competent umpire wasn't behind the plate, that the Yankees couldn't have, have won that game? In game two? Yes. No, I don't think the umpire oh, was you didn't that think big so. of a deal in game, not in game I'll t- two. I'll tell you where the umpire was a big deal. 
And it was all player level. It was all player level. The Rays capitalized on the incompetence of C.B. Buckner. They capitalized on it. They were smart. They did not throw pitches in the zone. The Yankees constantly, one after the other, continued to throw strikes in the strike zone. You're looking looking at the wrong game, I'm telling you, because game three is when the umpiring directly affected the outcome of the game. Yes, I understand that. But it also... Nobody's... Okay, Nobody's what was the score? C.B. Buckner is, were they lose 7-5 to five in game two? Yes. Was that the final? Yeah, they could have won that fucking game. It does yeah, affect I, the overall game, Christian, when every single batter is getting the fucking bat taken out of their hands. When you're calling a strike on Glaber Torres when the ball is five feet up and out. Yeah, it was bad. I'm not saying that it wasn't, but you I took also a team. No, 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 no. It did because you took a team that's number one strength going into game two was their patience mm-hmm. at the plate, and you fucking stripped them of it. You stripped them of their approach. You can't sit mm-hmm. here and tell me it didn't affect the game. You stripped a team that. that was doing great at their approach at the plate. Go, oh, give me a fucking break, seriously. No, give me a break. I'm, not, give you, I'm not telling you the Yankees lost because of C.B. Buckner. All I'm telling you is it could have affected the entire series after that because you took away the one strength that this team normally doesn't have in the postseason. Right. Did, did they the look? Did, hold on. Did they look good at the plate after that game? Really? It, did they look <laughs> fucking lost after that game? Who knows if that had anything to do with the umpiring? Well, you just said it didn't, right? You just you just said in 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 confidence, you were confident that that had nothing to do with the the outcome of the game. I don't think the Yankees lost because of the umpiring in game two. No, I don't. No, they lost because they didn't take advantage of the shitty umpiring. Is is what they happened, and then I think it affected they, that them. game. Was lost from uh, the well, the yes. moment they of they course. brought Jay happened to the course. game. Okay. Of and course, I watched it. I don't know All I'm saying is you every... can't have that kind of umpiring in a fucking level of a game two like that. You just can't. Sure. Fine, you can. I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but I'm also telling you that they didn't lose the game because of C.B. Buckner. You want to say they lost the game in fucking game three because of the umpiring. I'm with you 100% because that fucking guy directly caused at least a four-run swing in the in that game. Can I ask you about this? Because when they C. showed Buckner a replay... Caused, let's, no, be, be quiet for a second now. Because I don't think C.B. Buckner caused any type of swing run-wise in the game that would have cost the Yankees runs. I no, just fucked up their the, approach. That's all. Fucked up their approach for the rest of the series. Okay, but... Yeah, they... It, okay, their approach for the rest of the series. Did... Mark Carlson call a blatant fucking ball four that would have walked in a, another run and given their hottest hitter a swing with the bases loaded, a strike. Did he do that? Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, I didn't mind did it, he, though. You didn't mind it? I didn't mind that call. I thought it was it was yeah, on the outside well, corner, I, right? I think you... Huh? No, the ball was down. Mm, yeah. Oh, so maybe I got to look at middle, it again. Middle down. The ball was down. The ball was and that would have been ball four? That would have been ball four. And instead it would have given the Yankees two? the second run... No, it was. I believe it was a three zero. Strike run? one. Yeah, that was, was a three zero count. Three zero. Then, then even oh. the strike two pitch, it was closer, but it was still the closer. It was closer. Mm. I kind of remember it now. Yeah, still, still okay. looked more like a ball to me. So the Yankees have a second run on the board with John Carl staying up with the bases loaded. Now, tell me in the course of this series, who you would rather have up than John Carl Stanton to bust this game open? No one. Okay, so he took the he not only took the run off the board for the Yankees, took their hottest hitter the bat out of his hands with the bases loaded, then missed strike three 
on what would have resulted in a fucking strike him out, throw him out, double play, and what happened on the very next pitch. Game's over because Kiermaier hits one in the seats. Okay, can I that, ask you a question? That's where the umpire umpiring caught. If you want to say the umpiring cost the Yankees anything in this series, it was in game three. It was in it was in both games two and three. But directly, directly affecting, directly, no, 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 because I'm right, though. You can't sit here, Christian, and look at C.B. Buckner's performance and say that it didn't cost both teams something. If you want to talk about direct calls that resulted directly in runs for the other team, yes, you are correct. And here's my question. Because TBS is the most incompetent baseball programming uh, broadcast I've ever fucking seen in my life. You they mean didn't the show... Tampa Bay Station. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. The Tampa Bay Station. <laughs> Listen, dude. Did, seriously, though, did their cameraman have a thing for G-Man G- Choi? Did he? He must have. Oh, man. He must have. And and you know, you know, Tampa Anderson, you know, you know, that. Anderson is is fucking Brian Anderson's a, a fucking announcer Don't for, the, fucking for the Rays, right? Him because I'm fucking telling you loser. Right now, somebody needs to fucking show him the video of when Kevin Cash used that line stable of guys. It was not to something to pump his team up or no, no, it was a he, threat. He made a fucking threat to the Yankees. How, through a course of five games, nobody fucking taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, Brian, uh, you know he was really threatening to... to to hit them in the fucking one, head, Brian. To hit him in the fucking head, Brian. Maybe you should want to lay off that one. And then here's another one, right? Here's another one that the I want to... The stable of guys. Going. That's all he kept saying. Right? When, when Brian was on the mound, I heard him reference a hamstring injury, and I could have sworn that he meant... Chapman, right? He was talking about both pitchers, but Brain was on the mound, and Brain was on the IL with with a with a hamstring injury this year. So I'm like, maybe he just misspoke. He meant to say Brain, but he said Chapman, and then Chapman's on the mound, and he said Chapman missed time this year with a fucking hamstring injury, dude. He had fucking COVID, bro. How are you? doing this game this series on a national level and you don't know that the yankees fucking closer had fucking coronavirus how do you not know this this should be this should be a poll what was the most embarrassing part of the series a would be the decision to go to happen game two b runaway win b the tampa the uh tbs broadcast um and on every level or c the umpiring i mean i mean it's a runaway game too um so anyway, my point is when they finally did show the replay of the strike him out, throw him out, which I was fucking furious about when it first happened. I tweeted about it, but then they showed, I tweeted it, then they showed the replay and it looked low. Like it looked like it was way out of the zone and I corrected myself. I said I was wrong, but then people are showing me like screenshots of of the strike zone and, the it, was strike, strike. and it was a strike. So which one was it? Was TBS trying to help the umpire at this point like did they were they like listen to it it should really be up here but let's show the ball three feet low look everybody says that when you watch the postseason you watch a national game you feel that it's slanted against your team because you're especially in baseball because you're so used to day in and day out watching the game from your perspective because your home announcers k and Paul O'Neill and David Cohn, they're covering the game for Yankee fans, just like Gary, Keith, and Ron are covering the game for Met fans. Or Don Rosillo, I don't even know if he's still in Boston, and Jerry Remy covered the game for Red Sox fans, right? 
That's your home team. That's your home announcers. They're covering the stories that you want to hear about. Yeah, you know, there might be a nice story on another team that they cover, but you don't really give a shit about that because they're in and out. You want to hear about your team. So naturally, when another, you know, you're doing a national game and somebody else comes in and they have to talk about another team, you're like, oh, well, you know, they hate the Yankees uh, because they said this about the Rays. In which I find to be true a lot of the time because I think Joe Buck does get a bad rap for that. But anybody that thinks that this fucking broadcast, this five-game series wasn't slanted at least 80-20 in the direction of the Rays. And this is not salt because the Yankees no. lost. This is If you don't think that this was slanted at least 80-20 in the Rays' direction from the broadcast perspective, you're fucking stupid. You're dumber than the fucking decision to go to Jay Happ in this It series. was really That's frustrating. How- I mean, it was just so annoying. It was literally like... Tweeted this too. They were like, minus the big home run where they're going to lose the game because of it. He was really brilliant. Chris, that's what they said about about uh, Glass now in game two. Well, if he doesn't give up, he, if you take out the home, the three run home run that he gave up to John Carlos Stan. <laughs> yeah, hold sure, on. If Mariana Rivera, if Mariana Rivera doesn't give up that run in the fucking nineteen in the two thousand one World Series, minus we that, win. we win. Minus that blooper to Luis Gonzalez. Mariano really has another ring on his finger. I mean, come on. And then I, 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 was, I was sat there in awe in Game 5 because you would, have, you would have been led to believe that the Yankees did not give a shit about this game at all. What happened? Did you ever see a shot of their dugout? Did you ever see them on the top step? Never. Where were they? Were they eating pizza in the fucking clubhouse? Never, not once. It was yeah, crazy. Man. It but was something G-Man that Choi. I noticed. There's G-Man Choi. I see him at, between every fucking pitch. Yeah, and they they even showed him after he was out of the game with his sweatshirt on. No, they, I mean, yeah, they showed. That's when they really w- did it when they when he came out of the game. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. Yeah, wild. All right, so is there anything else really between game two and three that you want to talk about? Because I do want to talk about game five before we before we uh, just dump it all on the t- table here. No. All right, so game five. The decision to start Garrett Cole, you love it, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Not even no, what do you love more? Decision. First of all, it wasn't even a decision. Yeah. It wasn't even a decision. Garrett Cole walked into his fucking manager's office and said, "Give me the ball. Give me the ball." And you want to talk about a booner for Boone? What would you What would you call it? A chubby for Cole? A Cole? Let for me Cole? tell you something. <laughs> right now, a booner. Bo- my booner for Boone is so low. I got a Cole one that I'm, that I'm saying full on rager at this point for Cole. I don't know what we're going to call it, but it's a Coley for Cole. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to really think about it, but I mean, it's full on. It's, it's beyond chub. So, all right. So uh, I, we're, we're going to go, we're just going to talk about this real quick. Um, were you disappointed with Cole's performance in Game Five? Absolutely not. I was disappointed with the decision to fucking pull. He only went five in the third innings. He only went five in the third <laughs> innings. Listen, do you want to know when I knew the Yankees were going to lose this game? And Cole I knew came it. out of it when they didn't take him out of this game with a lead. I mean, you have to be winning at that point. You, All right, I, I, you had a problem when he got pulled. One hundred percent, and I'll tell you I, why. It's not because, ahead, because I think I'm going to disagree with you. It's not because I think that Boone wasn't being a good manager at that point and seeing what he saw. It you was, want to lose with your ace on the mound? It's not even... It's My ace wants to lose with him on the mound. 
And when he fucking has the ball and he's fucking fighting for the ball and you don't have another guy like him, you don't fucking go against him when he's saying, no, get back in the dugout. I want to pitch. I don't give a fuck what you're... Let your player... Let your player take the fall. He's your ace. He wants to be out there. I get it. Maybe wasn't the worst move at the time. But let him fucking run with it, dude. You don't have anyone else. Look, I get it. I get what you're saying. That's your best player. That's your probably your best option. Maybe it wasn't your best option, but he still wants to fucking ball. I have zero. And don't call me a fucking Yankee apologist because I'll fucking drive to your house and kill you. I really, I'll murder you on Zoom. It'll go viral. <laughs> but Garrett Cole worked his fucking ass off. And was it the fifth inning where they really put great at bats on him? Really made him spend a lot of energy. Gives up the home run. And it was the fifth inning he gave up the home run, right? Okay. So you, you see, there's a little chink in the armor. They worked him, he gave up that run. Randy Arozarena hit a fucking home run. Brett Gardner took it back. Okay. In the sixth inning. Okay. And who's and who's coming up? The guy that's fucking killed him the entire his in, for the entire season. G Man Choi. Okay. I get it. I, I get, get it why too. I, took I never him said I didn't get it. I said I get that's it. That's why I. That's why I don't have a problem with it. I never said I had a problem with it. That's you just said you you didn't like the move. Yes, I think it was the wrong move simply based on the fact. That your ace is telling you no. Yeah, but I don't think. But that's what I'm disagreeing with you. I don't. So think you think it was the right move, is what you're saying? I think it, at, given the context around what was happening, yes, I think it was the right move. Because the you know that, that you can Cole, think a move is the is a bad move, but still think it's the right move. You understand that, right? This isn't about good or bad move. As far as the move is concerned, I think it was a good move. And I, think I think it was, it was a, the right move. I think it was a good move. I can't argue that it wouldn't be. But as, uh, ultimately, when you want to look at how you should be managing this game, you're leaving it in the hands of your ace. Yeah, and sure, for me, that's where it, was, it becomes a uh, uh, the wrong move. The right move. The right move is the right move, and I think it was the right. The right move is when you fucking botch game two. At it's this point, go, is to go fucking drown yourself in the Pacific Ocean. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 at this point, you have no right to then just say, "Oh, I know, Cole. I know, buddy. I know you want to still stay out here, but you know what? Boom, taking you out. No, fuck you, Boone. Fuck you. You have no right. Your fucking ace walked through the door. You tried to say hi, hi, Garrett, and he was like, "Hey, fuck you. Give me the ball, right? Fuck you. Give me the ball. That's all he said." That's no, all he, he fucking fuck said. You. No, he might have. <laughs> okay, that's all he I'm said. Sure it was just. I'm pretty sure he left. Boone was like, you. "How you feeling, dude? How's everything going?" And he was like, "Fuck you, give me the ball." That's all he fucking cared. And guess what? He didn't say a word to anyone else for the rest of the day. It was just "fuck you, give me the ball." He put his fucking headphones on, and that was it. When that happens, you do not take the ball from him until he says, "I'm done." I don't give a fuck. So for Boone. With the track record up to this point, fuck you for trying to take my ace out of the game. I'm sorry. You you go until... Let him give up the next home run, then you pull him. But when he's telling you to get back in the dugout, he's still pitching. You're not pulling him. For what? For Zach Britton? 
Okay. It's not like he brought in fucking Jonathan. Okay. Okay. To what? To get quicker to to Raldis Chapman, who's been fucking really. Hold on. Let me give Chapman a fucking standing ovation. Seriously, let's let's fucking rush to get these guys in, just like we rushed to get Hap in the game, right? So where's your argument, dude? Honestly, where's your argument? What did Chapman you know what, do the game then before? You know what? Put Garrett Cole in the outfield when you bring Britain in, so you can so you can fucking bring him back in. You you need Britain in that boy? Fine. Now let's fucking just be, now you're just no. Being yeah, ridiculous. I am. Be I'm fucking now making a mockery ridiculous. of it because that's what you're doing at this point. I'm making you're, a mockery yeah, of it yeah, because I are. agree with the fucking move. Yeah. So to what? So that we can rush to get Chapman in the game. For did, what? Did you not who, watch? Who did you deserves, not watch Chapman the game previous? Did who deserves watch, to be in this game more than Garrett Cole? And yeah. and who deserves le, who's who deserves the least amount of respect for making a move at this point? Who? If if in fact Aaron Boone is the reason why <laughs> Jay Happ was brought into that game too, I mean, so, come on. So why don't we? Why do we? Why do we even have a manager then at that point? <laughs> you tell me. Honestly, you tell me. If Aaron Boone is the reason why Jay Happ was in game two, then he has no right going out there and pulling his ace. Okay. End of story. It's not the end of the we're, story. We're talking game level here. We're not talking fucking analytics. We're not, talking, not talking. We're he, talking about you what is supposed to be watched? done in did that game. Did you watch the same game that I watched? Yeah, I did. Because I, did. I felt that Garrett Cole was at the end of his rope right there. He probably was. But I don't and give I have a no, fuck. Because of that, and the fact that G-Man Choi was up, and that he did fuck give up a fucking G-Man home Choy, run. dude. And you know what you just did? He did give up a fucking home run that, Garrett, that Brett Gardner took back. So you want to say, you know what you did? give up the home run. But he did give up you the know fucking what you did? home run, and Brett Gardner saved him. You fucking managed scared. You managed scared, and you let scared. the Rays know that G-Man Choi is better than Garrett Cole. Great job. Scared because Great he fucking Randy job. Rosarena put one in the fucking seats, Chris. Great job. Brett Gardner took out. Great okay? job. Oh, G-Man Choi's coming up. Garrett Cole can't get him out. You know what? Let's make sure are we sure Higashioka's behind the plate because Garrett Cole can't get out unless Higashioka's behind the plate. Okay, G-Man Choi's coming up. We got to go to the bullpen here. Seriously, guys. Come on. That ball almost went over the fence. I know, Garrett. I know you're fighting me right now, but I'm sorry. You are out of this game. You are no longer effective. You can no longer be good for us. Please leave the game. I need someone else to lose this game for us. But you just made your point that you want to let you want to let him give up the home run to G Man Choi. Absolutely, he did he gave it up to Rosarena? It took no, Brett he did bringing it back into yes. the fucking. That was a play. That was a play made. Okay, that was a so play if, made. If, I, if, I mean, so everybody's new hero, Clint Frazier. Oh, you sound like the TBS announcers. Left field minus the catch from Brett Gardner. That's a home run. <laughs> you sound just like him. Should we give him a call? Should I tweet out to um, Brian Anderson? Minus minus Gardner actually making a play on the ball. Garrett Cole gave up a home run there. But you're saying, look, it looks like home run. It, he did. No, he and didn't. took a great play to fucking... And the great play was so, made. Right. So if anybody else besides Clint, uh, Brett Gardner's out there, that's a, that's that's the game right there. It's you not a bad can... move. It's the it's the wrong I, move. No, I disagree. It seemed I have no like... Issue with it. it seemed like these... It seemed like these moves that we're now questioning, looking back on, can, can all be credited to game analytics two. in baseball. Oh, yeah. Because you look at... There's three big moves that I could think of right now. 
you know, you look at the taking Cole out right there. They took him out because analytically he has terrible numbers against uh, G-Man Choi in the past. Choi, if any player had his number this year, it was definitely Choi. Uh, going with Happ in game two, that was an analytic move. Let's flip this lineup around. Let's get a lefty in there to to face, uh, you know, a left-handed lineup that they put out there. And then you look at game five uh, in the eighth inning there. What do they do? They take out Higashioka and they put in the lefty Mike Ford look, because you really he's want, the left-handed oh, really, Look, you really oh, want man. To, to, to say anything about Boone's managing in game five it's what the fuck what are, the you, fuck are doing? you doing? And he was what good up until doing? that point, I thought. What are you doing where you think that Mike Ford is your best fucking option in that Christian, situation? I'm going to, can I what just quickly you, can I ask steal you something, a line Christian? From, what, what, what? Was, was Clint Frazier on the bench yes. in that moment? Yes. Ryan. So look, all right. It's not even Gary about Sanchez was also on the bench. It's not even about right. Gary Sanchez. Is Kyle Higashioka not a better fucking hitter than Mike Ford? Hold on. Can I just use a line from Christian at this point? Mike Ford is never the answer. I said that about Jonathan Wise. You say it about everyone who's a fucking loser. Mike Ford is never the answer, especially in game five. In what was it, the eighth inning? In the eighth inning, yeah. The numbers show that, yes, lefties do better against righties. But when your lefty is Mike, Mike Ford, Ford, Mike Ford, and it, that's not true. It doesn't. It, then, then it, that's not true. It Look, doesn't work. Who, who here has defended Gary Sanchez more than me? Right? Yeah. No one. The the move is wrong. Just on the level of that, you took Higashioka out from behind the fucking plate. That's where the move is wrong. Even you, even if you think that Mike Ford's gonna hit one five hundred feet, the move is wrong because you're fucking with your defense at that point in a one-one game in an elimination game. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's fair. I, I think my immediate tweet after I saw Mike Ford sitting standing in the fucking batter's box is did Boone go and do a bunch of fucking cocaine, cocaine in his office between, the innings. between innings? Okay, we're gonna go with Mike you Ford. You have here. to be fucking inebriated to think that that was the right. <laughs> fucking move wait can i can we just give credit where credit's due for a second kyle higashioka i know he had some some good moments some big moments up at the plate but i did not realize the caliber of defensive catcher that he was until this series i thought he was absolutely and i hate to feed into the gary gary haters but at this point i don't blame you i mean fuck it Kyle Higashioka. I don't don't care anymore. Yeah, fuck it. Do you want to hate him? Hate him. I I mean, I can't argue. Uh, But Kyle Higashioka really showed me the difference of a great catcher. I don't want Jay. Honestly, I don't want to spend the money on JT Ramuto because now you keep hearing that um, Hal really wants to be under the two ten this year, which is which is fucking stupid if you ask me. It really is because you need to. Just you got to win a World fucking, Series, dude. You got to open up the bank account and win this year. I'm sorry, you do. In 2021, I think I went on Twitter. I, well, I, I definitely did. I went on Twitter live about an hour after the game ended on Friday, and I said the <laughs> motto for um, game uh, 2021 should be just get it done in 21. I don't care what that fucking means. Just get it done. I thought Ev. You have two. 
Ev has his show on Saturdays on WFAN. I thought he made a great point. You're not, if you're the Yankees right now, what are you doing with Gary Sanchez? Let's be realistic for a second. His value's at an all time low. Fans always want to trade these guys because they hate them. Well, why do you hate them? Because their fucking value is, is garbage. So I yeah. made a good point to sign a guy who's at least going to put some pressure on Gary behind the plate. You know what? Fucking trade him. Honestly, I'm not being an asshole here. Fucking for what trade him, though? Yeah, whatever you can for. I don't. I don't even care at this point. Honestly, you know I'm not an irrational type of guy. You know I've been a big supporter of Gary Sanchez. Just fucking trade him at this point. You showed absolutely no faith in him in the postseason this year. What are you expecting to get out of him next year? Nothing. I have no. I would not expect. You can't anything expect out of Gary anything. Sanchez. Okay. So just trade him. Somebody will give you a nice prospect for him. You need to replenish the farm system a little bit. Maybe you can package him with, you know, uh, a young pitcher and get a more established starter back or whatever. You can do something. I'm sure you can do something. But go get a Mike Zanino type. Yeah. And pair him with Higashioka. Yeah, I'm great. fine with that. Honestly, I'm yeah, fucking fuck it. fine with I, that. I don't care. I, here's what I want now. Just to hear the Yankee fans shut the fuck up. I just want defensive catchers. I don't even care. Just give me give a defense. You know what? If Kyle Higashioka is going to play 100 games next year and he runs in the 15 home runs, I, I don't care. Just You want to fill out the other 60 games with, with somebody that's got a little pop in their bat as a veteran presence behind there? Give me a younger version of Eric Kratz that can hit me 10 home runs? Fine. I'm I'm all for it. I don't Honestly, I love Gary. I really wish that it would work here, here for him, but I think I'm at a point right now, especially with the way the Yankees handled him, it's not going to work here. Yeah. I mean, and, and Higashioka blocked a lot of balls in that series. I mean, how many of those would Gary have let squeak oh, by? Oh, so many. So then, so then you think about it, well, you don't really see that many pitches like that when Gary's there. And then it's like, well, are the pitchers adjusting how they, they, how, how they throw and how they, how they approach because they're nervous to throw that ball in the dirt? So having a defensive catcher not – it not only locks up the the plate, but it, it, it may, as we saw with Garrett Cole, maybe it, it could even improve these pitchers. So, yeah, I, I agree. We don't need another boomer bust guy. Let's get a defensive catcher because that's that's a that's more important to this team at behind the plate than someone that could hit home runs. Uh, yeah, no, and, right. That's a, and that think, point is one hundred. I think that right. the the conversation took us here, but again, Gary Sanchez, absolutely another spoiler, will be one of the twenty guys we dissect on. Keep them, dump them. So let's just table that conversation for now. I did run a poll because I was getting texts from a friend of mine that Garrett Cole did not do his job, uh, that he was a waste of money uh, Saturday morning. He texted me. This. Was that a Perini? That was a Perini thing. Um, oh, Jesus. I got to so, talk to him about that. So this is, I said, as a Yankees fan, were you satisfied? Easy for me to say. Were you satisfied with Garrett Cole's performance in the postseason? Please only take into account how he pitched and not the team's overall performance. What do you think that poll finished? I saw it. It was overwhelming. 96%. And it wasn't 10 people that voted. We we were very close to having a scientific poll. Scientific? 96% 96% of people said, yes, I was satisfied with Garrett Cole's performance. But uh, let me let me find see if we could find a negative comment because there was a couple of them here. Okay, let's find one here. Maybe you guys can just talk for a quick second. Are I mean, we going to be done with this episode soon because we're running very long? 
I, you know what? Thank you very much for sticking with us. This is a fan therapy session. So yeah, it's going to run a little bit long, but yeah, we are almost done. Uh, we're going to get to some fan comments. Okay, here we go. This is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to out this guy, but he tweeted to me on the poll. He goes, we paid him 300 plus Holy million fuck. dollars to go eight shutout innings for what I got out of him. I would have rather signed Bumgarner and Hinjin Ryu. That's got to be fake. No, it was real. No. no. I mean, two guys that Bumgarner lived up to his first three letters of his last name this year, and then you look at Ryu, put up the worst performance of the postseason by a starting guess, pitcher. You want to guess what Bumgarner's uh, ERA was this year? 14. Probably in the fives. Uh, it was 6.48. Oh, it was in the sixes. Okay. Mid sixes. No, it's good. I would have rather gotten him too. So then we had zero pitchers. <laughs> for the postseason, seriously. I, yeah, no. Nah, this is an uncle, man. Okay, get out of here. I don't even. I don't even think we should break that down Listen, at all. I mean, it, that was the one, one constant. Of right. This. There's one thing you can take away positive about this, and it's that the guy who we're paying to show up really fucking showed up, man. Like really showed part. up. And look, who are the two highest paid players on the Yankees this this season? G, double G, Garrett and Giancarlo. Yeah. Who were the two best players on the Yankees in this postseason? Garrett, Cole, and Giancarlo Stanton. Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, I can't defend. I said this, and I'm going to stick with it. I can't defend Giancarlo Stanton for being a guy that might only, you know, play 50 or 60 games in a regular season. But if he's going to go out there and hit six fucking home runs in the postseason, which is a Yankee record, by the way, and they only played seven fucking games – I'll take the 60 games in the regular season. If fucking Rosarena did that, it would have been non, it would have been plastered on the actual outfield walls. You know, the, uh, do you know the, the meme from South Park where, uh, Stan's dad would, I guess that's ejaculate over, all over him. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so <laughs> that, if, uh, that's, that's pretty close to how Brian Anderson got with Randy Rosarena yeah. in this, uh, fight. very close. Yeah. Um, so let's look, man, We'll leave our feelings for the end here. We'll go to the fans right now, but I just want to say this. Um, Garrett Cole is the fucking man. He never has to prove anything to me. Yeah, he needs he needs to win a ring two, three with the Yankees for it to really feel like that contract was worth it. But the fact that he walked into Aaron Boone's office on said, three days rest you. and said, give me the fucking ball, gave up he one say, fucking, me the fucking hit ball. in an elimination game, gave up one hit in an elimination game, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to prove anything. Nah, I fucking and love everybody, this guy, dude. And everybody that wanted this guy ran out of town because he had a bad three-start stretch in a fucking COVID season. You know, pull your receipts and quote tweet it and say, I am a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. That's what you should do. Mm -hmm. All right. So as we wrap up here, and again, we really want to thank everybody for sticking with us. Chris, do you have a read before we get into anything? Uh, no, I didn't even pull it out, to be honest. Uh, support for this fucking episode of the fucking MIST podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Head over to Manscaped.com. Use promo code MIST20. Uh, it'll save you 20% off your order and uh, free shipping. And uh, I was going to make a really uh, awful joke just now about the razors. 
um, and my neck and something about my neck about the oh, pain okay. in my fucking but, neck. But yeah, we but we're not thank, gonna. But we we're not thank gonna Manscaped do it. For supporting the podcast, uh, it's precision support for your family jewels. I think that's how it goes. No, I, it's uh, precision tools for your family jewels. It's got to rhyme. There dude. you go. Yes, it has to rhyme. Fucking lawnmower 3.0. You can fucking lawnmower your balls aggressively. NYYST 20. <laughs> use it. Save 20%. Get free shipping. I can't recommend these these products enough. So, yeah, we want to thank our sponsor, Manscaped.com. So and please leave us a fan. fucking five-star rating and review. Thanks. Yeah, please do that. Uh, also, man, we'll say Manscaped is present is uh, sponsoring this part of the show with the, uh, with the fan vents. Here we go. So this is your time to vent. I said drop it below. We'll read them on the show. So let's go here. We'll start with at Nat Candelaria 24. She says, I know this is and feel I'm just gonna keep reading them. If you guys want to react to anything as after I read it, just you know, just go ahead real quick. I know this is gonna sound crazy since the Yankees need a lo- another lefty bat. I was thinking trading Voigt for another reliever, signing Didi and DJ and putting DJ at first and Glaber back to second. Let me know if you think I'm crazy. No, no, no. I, I don't think fans are crazy at this point. I think the Yankees are fucking crazy. But what do you think about the notion of trading? Yeah, like- look, I mean, a lot of people have been saying it, and I'm not going to be against it. I, if that's what people want, if that's what people think, I mean, let's we can we can sit here and go through every player in this fucking lineup, which a lot of them we're going to be doing over our keep them dump them segments. But I mean. Regardless of what you think, it's going to be the same result over and over because we keep looking at this as a player-level thing. And instead of looking at a bigger picture and saying, why does this keep happening? It's not the players. When the players show up, they win. It is the players, but what I'm saying is it's not the actual way we're constructing our lineups. I don't believe that. I'm not going to believe it because we've seen it. It's a player level to a point of each individual guy not showing up or showing up. And so, yeah, you could trade whoever you want, but until we figure out the reason why these guys decide to show up one day and not the next, which who knows if that's ever a tangible thing, I, I fine, let's just do whatever at this point. I'm just as frustrated. I don't think anything's stupid at this point. Uh, well, no, there is. There is one thing that is really stupid, and we'll get to that right as as we finish reading the fan comments here. Brammer ninety nine tweets: Fire Boone need to hire a real game manager. Let him manage. I'm just going to interrupt you right there. If you think that's happening, that's you're just you're you just delusional. Because as long as Cashman's a GM, that will never happen. Cashman already said expect him to get a long term deal. Who Boone? Yeah. When did he say this? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure Flaherty or or Jack Curry like dropped the ball and was just like, yeah, he told me, <laughs> he told me he's probably expecting to get that ten year deal. All right, so to finish up his comment with her mom back and maybe Sevy need a second starter. Put Ford on a diet or a train out of town. I never want to see Mike Ford ever wear fucking pinstripes again. Diet for Gary too. I don't think Gary's fat. I just think that's a stupid fucking narrative that fans came up with, and that's the one thing I will defend Gary on. Stop that ridiculous knee down or trade him and get a major league starting catcher. Okay. Well, you hate Gary Sanchez. That's what I got. uh, At DJ Minard Inc. Game two was Debbie's time to prove himself, yet they only let him have one inning. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't really disagree with that. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily have to argue that it was his time to prove himself as much as it just was his time. I mean, you're telling him he's getting the ball, and you have a guy warming up who's telling you he's not. It's not an excuse for Jay Happ. You're a fucking major league baseball player. You got to show up, but he's telling you he's not comfortable coming out of the bullpen, and you're just like, okay, but you're gonna. So, now, do you think they didn't fair. start happening that game because they uh, were worried that they'd count that game towards his prorated option? And I don't know, but can you release starting? one year because you're fucking screaming? Who me? It doesn't count in the postseason. Uh, I think I was I was a bit close on that. Uh, go around there. I'll, I'll back All up right. a little bit. Uh, as uh, here we go. This is our boy Ryan at Stadium Status. Fellas, just checking hey. in. Glorious is high, but with a smirk and a laugh. I'm debating kicking her ass out, but that's for another day. <laughs> I think it's going to be a quiet offseason. I hope that they resign LeMayu. The comeback will be greater than the setback. Let's fucking go 2021 champs. Yeah, he's right. I mean, yeah. Yankees have one goal, in my opinion. Their one goal is to sign DJ LeMayu, and I don't care what that takes. Outside of that, I think you are going to have a very quiet offseason. I, I think the pitching needs to get healthy. I think quiet in the sense that fans want Boone or Cashman to go, but yeah, quiet nothing, as in terms of drastic bring, is happening. bringing in changes to this team player level, I don't think it's going to be quiet. But again, I do. <laughs> okay, well, but we'll again, again, now we'll, we'll talk more about that with Joe next week when we break down some of the moves that he came up with. Here we go, Don Sicario. Uh, we will have a ton of Sev- Sevi Herman blah blah talks, but. Is that the reason for not going for any more arms? Uh, a lot of bank off the books this offseason. But again, we were talking about how Hal wants to get under the luxury tax. Uh, will they make some big impact moves? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would love to see fucking Trevor Bauer on this team. He was really, you know, him and Cole don't get along. And he was kind of kissing Cole's ass the other night yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> I look. Look, I think anyone who's not getting along with with Garrett Cole is strictly. I mean, we're just talking about competitive level stuff. As a person to person type thing, there's literally no way you can hate Garrett Cole. I mean, let's just be honest about it. There's plenty of guys that I fucking hate on a on an enemy level. Because they kill the Yankees, but when he t- when they talk or whatever, the respect they show for the game, I love. There's- yeah, but it was more about the use and cheating that he kind of went after Cole for, even though I don't think Cole was maybe a part of it. I think Who that cared? was more but, along but the Garrett, lines of Garrett what Cole, was going with. Garrett Cole's a sensible, logical person. I think that yeah, it would think, never stop don't. Trevor Bauer from coming to this game to this team. All right, so to wrap up what uh, Don Sicario was saying, he says, if Guardy doesn't resign, will we still get the Guardy report? Oof. Come on, bro. Well, I mean, look, if he doesn't resign, there's two options there. Then he's either playing somewhere else or he's retiring. I think if he retires, we're, I think we should push. We're actually we're trying have him to, on more, add, probably. We're trying to add some staff here, so maybe we can we can hire him. And look, if he's outside of the American League East, if he's playing in the National League, maybe we could bring him on to kind of give us some some updates on what's going on throughout the league. And you know, uh, I think that he should be back (laughs) next year, regardless of where he's at. So at at official, Stacy says just dump everybody, not name Cole and Mayu or Voight, and start from scratch. And then she got like a 
googly eyed emoji. So she might have been being facetious, but still, I think that's really where you start. <laughs> yeah. See uh, Dixon twenty five game two. Add any profanity you want. We think we did that already. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll give Hunter. We'll give. We'll just give at Hunter F Larson seventy six a shout. Um, Martin Michael Toms uh, actually tweeted us the other day that this is only the second year of watching baseball because I believe he's from the UK and he said that our show really helped him understand the game. So that's awesome. Really just shows your lack of knowledge of baseball. If we help, <laughs> but he says, he says, I don't want to vent, but Garrett Cole. Wow. Looking forward to seeing what type of numbers he puts up with his first full season. Hashtag our ACE. We'll give a shout out here to Ramon Cavazos three. Uh, also, uh, Drian DeCampo says, no venting, just see you all again next year. No, you got to vent. You can't suppress your feelings. Uh, at Guardy Season underscore, just a shout-out for you there. And we'll wrap it up with South Yorkshire Yankee saying, losing by playing your best game with your best players is one thing. Losing by fucking around in, with analytics is a, and gimmicks is tougher to swallow. Boone is the fall guy, but he buys mm-hmm. into the bullshit. And, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> I can't really disagree with anything. Who's here because he buys into the bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about hitting the nail on the head. That's my biggest gripe with this this team and organization is exactly what what was just said. All right, so I need a minute to breathe, so we'll go around the room. This is your goodbye to the 2020 season. This is your chance to take three or four minutes, whatever you need here, uh, to just get it out. And then next week we have the unenviable task of looking forward to 2021 and seeing how Ugh. this team is going to put it together and finally bring home the fucking World Series that we've been waiting for for four years now. So uh, we'll go to Stack Guy Rye first. All right. Um, this this is about as big, in my opinion, as big a setback for this organization that they've had since I've been a fan probably of this team uh, you know, you, you break down this series here and, you know, they tried getting cute in game two against a team that requires that they, they need to get cute in order to be the team they are. I mean, this is a team whose payroll is $28 million. That's less than what Garrett Cole would make in a, in a full regular season. So this is a team that needs to get uh, cute in order to achieve success. So you, you can't go that route. You have to go the Bronx bomber route and, 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 and use that roster to, to be, uh, you look at how they lost the guy that delivered that dagger was the guy that was causing fits and was at the, it was in the middle of all of the drama between the Rays and the Yankees all year in Brasso. Uh, Of course, he's the guy that gets it done. And that just made it that much worse. Um, and now they face a team that's eliminated you, eliminated you from the postseason since 2015. They've they've gotten you in 2015 in that wild card game. They got you in 2017 in the ALCS. They got you in 20. Uh, what was that last 19. year? Right in the ALCS. The only team that eliminated the Houston Astros was your old the Boston Red Sox. So it's like that that pecking order of of. American League teams or Major League Baseball teams, the New York Yankees just uh, plummeted. And the the lore and the luxury and the legend of New York Yankees baseball has, it might not be dead yet, 
but it is certainly on life support. It is certainly on its last breaths. And uh, this team is going to need to do something do something really, really soon if they want to uh, continue to be going forward the New York Yankees because right now they're they're not the New York Yankees. They're just the Major League Baseball team. But let's go back next year and let's let's turn it back around. But that that's where I'm at right now. All right, Chris, you're you're up. I think that's really fair. I don't have a lot of words to say to be honest. I'm just I'll tell you right now. I'm 30. I'll be 32 years old this year. And when I talk about being a Yankee fan, I, you, I you age, can I just you age twice this year? You age two years and one. Year? Leap, is it a leap year? I'm, <laughs> You're like I'm 30 and I'll be 32. No, no, dickhead. I was saying I'll be 32. I was saying I am 30. I was going to say 32, and then I switch it to I'll be 32. I say that I've been a Yankee fan for 32 years because I have been my entire life, even when I was in the fucking womb. Um, in my 32 years of being a Yankee fan, I've never been this down on, on this organization. And I think for me, the biggest disappointment is somewhat of what Stack Guy Rye was just saying. <clears throat> We're talking about a franchise now who, since 2009, has truly just lost its identity. And... Every year is supposed to be their year. Every every year, in and out. I mean, now you now you fucking get the one thing that everyone in, in their mother said the Yankees needed, and yet you're still not that team. And obviously that's getting an ace. And you're still not that team that you're expected to be. And it's like where I'm hurt the most is, guess what? The Yankees found their identity. And it's, it's not a fucking good one. It's not a good one. You can say they were lost and they didn't have an identity for all these years. They were a team that was rebuilding. Oh, they were a team that needed a starting pitcher. Well, guess what? Injuries or not, this team found their identity this year. And it's a team that does not show up. It's a team that continues season after season to not show up. And that's not good. I mean, the Yankees have never had that identity before. We are going on how many, this will be the 12th year now where this team not only hasn't won a World Series, but hasn't even won a pennant. Give me a pennant. They are continuously the team that does not show up. How many game sevens, how many game fives, how many game sixes are we going to continue to watch this team strike out, not get the big hit? You got a fucking brilliant performance out of a guy on short rest to get, get you into the sixth inning, giving up only one run and one hit. And you can't find a way to win to the Tampa Bay Rays? I'm not saying they're not good, but they're not the New York Yankees. They don't have Giancarlo Stanton. They don't have Aaron Judge. They don't have DJ LeMayhew. They don't have Aroldis Chapman and Zach Britton. But how do they do it? What is going on? What is different in the culture of a team like the Tampa Bay Rays than is different in New York? Figure that the fuck out. Or else you will continue to hold this identity for years and years to come. Figure out what is different in Tampa Bay that made them better than you. 
than what's going on in the Bronx. And until you can do that, it doesn't matter what players you have on this team. It doesn't matter who's making what moves. Until you can figure that out, every move is the wrong move. Every single one. Until you figure that out. I know, Creed. I agree. Yeah, Creed's, Creed's upset. Um, I, I'm taking this from a different perspective than you guys, because you guys were really talking about... Because you're an apologist. I'm not an apologist, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> you guys are really talking about things that happened on the field. This is my fucking team. There, I just turned 37 last week. This is my fucking team. My, This is now... I'm, I, I have now passed this on, even though my daughter's five months old. I've now passed this on to a fourth generation. I'm not fucking going anywhere. I cannot... And I get it. Fans are mad. Fans are frustrated. That's why I ignored a lot of really bad takes in the last couple of days. You're mad. You're upset. I get it. I understand it. I'm fucking sick too. But the one thing I'm not is giving up on my fucking team. I'm not doing it. I I I don't know how to other explain it then. It just shit just runs in my fucking blood. And to, and to think that now I'm at a point in my life where the one thing that I always wanted to do was to share this with my kid and that I'm going to fucking give up because they can't win is, 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 is ridiculous. This is something that I'm ready to pass on to, to the next generation. And there's somebody in my driveway that's, Creed, come on. We'll just have to deal with the dog barking. This I is think somebody, it actually this is adds to it. it. Yeah, it totally does. That this is something I'm ready to pass on to the next generation. That I'm ready to be the dad that's at that that's at Yankee Stadium with his kid. I'm ready for that. So anybody that thinks that you know you're it's time to not root for this team because they haven't won in 12 years, go fuck yourself. You were never a real fan to begin with. When you're a fan of something, when you when this bleeds and runs as deep in your blood as it does mine. It's like being a fucking member of a family. Yeah, you know what? You might have an uncle or a brother that you fight with constantly, but you always take them back because you always see the good in them in the good times. Yeah, it's disappointing. But it's not something you just run away from because that you, you don't like the outcome. It sucks. I can, I can look in the mirror and say, I'm really fucking disappointed in this team. I'm really fucking sick and tired of the way that they're always missing something. Always missing something. We have the ace now. That, but now we get to the postseason, the Yankees are short starting pitching. How is that fucking possible? But I can also look in the mirror and say, this is my fucking team, and I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to fucking stay here until the fucking day that I die and be a fucking fan of this team and ride it for good and bad. And if you're not with me on that, fuck you, and don't listen to my fucking podcast anymore because it's fucking sick to my stomach that I am, that this fucking team cannot get over the hump, and this is the fourth goddamn year now that we sat, we dealt with in 2016. Yeah, Cash, go fucking rebuild and let's go. In 2017, we had the magic carpet ride. 
And then in 18, 19, and 20 now, disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. But you know what? I'm in for more fucking disappointment. It's better than the alternative of sitting in my fucking couch and watching fucking Home and Garden Channel and not being a fan of this fucking team. Because you know what? I got my little girl now, and I want her to, to feel all the emotions that I feel right now. And some of it might be pain. And some of it is fucking joy because some of the greatest joys in my life are being a fan of this fucking team. And I can't even explain to you that Chris knows how fucking miserable I can be as a person, how unhappy I can be as a person. Does anybody really understand just even though she's five months old and sleeping on my chest that I have my fucking kid sitting there with me while I'm watching the Yankees, what that means to me. And I'm going to fucking walk away right now. Fuck you. I'm not going anywhere, but that doesn't mean that I'm not fucking furious and mad. And I just want to fucking hit somebody because this team can't get over the fucking hump. Let's fucking go. No excuses in 2021. How I will, if they let us in, I'm going to fucking be there in April, but don't fucking bullshit me that you need to get under the luxury tax. Fucking go spend the goddamn money because I'm going to be in there supporting the fuck out of you. Reward me now because we sat through this shit for four fucking years and I don't want to go through another fucking rebuild without fucking hanging a banner on the wall. So let's fucking go. Um, that was A, that Honestly, was awesome. And B, I think that was go. I was just going to, and B, I agree with you. I mean, if you're trying to fight that you shouldn't be a fan right now, then you're not a fan at all. Guys, you got to listen to this podcast. I mean, that, that, that was the best moment of this podcast for me right there, man. You, you, you just, any sort of doubt I had in my mind as a Yankee fan and any sort of like, uh, just unnecessary anger, it all just vanished listening to you right there, Christian. And that's what this is for right here, man. This is the therapy session and you venting right there. Just helped me out, helped all our listeners out guys. Listen, listen to Christian and, 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 and Chris jr. Over there. These, these two know what they're talking about and they are, we're Yankee fans guys. And we're going to be here. We're, we're here. Yeah. I, that was I mean, awesome. I, I, I fucking shaved today and I'm not shaving until I see Garrett Cole fucking, Report to spring training because now it's off season time, and that's just what I do. Did you so, manscape too? I did. I I took. Do I you let those go? Do you let the family jewels go until that? I that I can't. That's a little. That's a little too uncomfortable. But, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It, it, just anybody. Just just. Just listen to the passion in my voice, man. I you know Chris likes to say the Yankee apologist, but it's. This is my fucking team, man, and I'm not going anywhere. And I try to rationalize some of the moves they make because of, I I want to I I want them to win, and I want to be on board with what their philosophy is for winning. Because ultimately, the thing I want most is this team to fucking win. And this is the tact they're taking. You know, nothing I say is going to change the way that they run their team. So I gotta try at least to be on board with it. But this, but no excuses now. Go fucking sign Trevor Bauer. Give DJ LeMayu his fucking contract. Get me another reliable fucking arm in this fucking bullpen, and let's go. I don't want to hear any fucking excuses in 2021. I agree. So if there's anything else you guys want to say, if not, then we wrap up the year 2020, the most fucked up season of our lives, with another fucking disappointment. Uh, And then next week we'll have Joe Rivera on, and we start looking at 2021. So if there's anything else you want to say, if not, then we'll wrap up the show. I'm done. 
I thought you did brilliantly wrapped everything up. So I love and appreciate every single one of you that listen to this podcast. I'm sure it's approaching maybe two hours, right? Yes. <laughs> but it's our therapy session. We had to dump it out and leave it all on the table. So it, it, we, you know, we love you all. But, you know, if you're giving up on this team, as I said, go fuck yourself. Uh, this is this is your team for better or worse. Uh, I do just want to say one thing. Yeah, uh, I got this guy over my shoulder here. It's, yes, we have uh, a to. Pic- we have to say that a picture rest in peace, of uh, Whitey Ford. Yeah, Whitey Ford, rest in peace, man. You you provided so much for this organization, and hopefully, we have the next best pitcher uh, on this roster and Garrett Cole to, to fill those shoes, man. But you 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 held some. Uh, I mean, come on, man. You're the greatest greatest Yankee pitcher of all time. Oh, that's that's not uh, a little overrated. That's not right. He was so, a little so overrated in the rest of the season. Yes, rest in peace, Whitey. Uh, rest in peace to the 2020 season. I would have liked to end it with a World Series, but you're dead and buried, and we never have to talk about it again. Although this game two will haunt us for fucking ever. But thank mm. you very much for listening to episode 197 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Follow Stack Guy Rye at Stack Guy Rye underscore NYYST. Follow Chris Jr. at Chris Jr. underscore NYYST. Follow me at Christian underscore NYYST. Thank you for listening. Stat guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.